Hey everyone. First, I wanted to um, kind of apologize. It has been a while since I have posted anything um, or recorded anything new. Um, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, yeah, I think the last time I talked to you guys, uh, spoke on on the podcast. Um, there was we were kind of in a different position, but. Um, yeah, I, I had been, um, through quite a bit after my last recording, um, done a lot of research, um, just over myself and just really trying to, you know, focus on myself. And I think, um, uh, with some of this chronic PTSD or compact, I'm sorry, not chronic uh, compact PTSD, uh, CPTSD, um, symptoms and everything else. Um, a lot of it, um, stemming from, um, emotional responses to situations that seem similar to the narcissist or, um, things that have been, um, kind of conjured up or, you know, triggered by the narcissist directly. I've, I've, I kind of had, a few moments where I, you know, was re-triggered, um, to the point of reactive abuse type situations, um, which, which really, um, took a toll on me psychologically, um, as that's not where I wanted to be. Um, my partner's neighbor that she was very, very close with passed away. Um, and that was, that was really hard, um, on her. And she kind of went into a depression for a few days. So I was, um, trying to be supportive for her, uh, simultaneously. Um, and then trying to figure out my own, um, shortcomings, if you will. Uh, yeah. And then, then I, uh, also went out to the Poconos and, um, did a Tough Mudder, ran, um, well, almost 10 miles. We ran nine miles and then we got rained out. Uh, so I wasn't able to finish it, um, which is kind of good and bad. My knee gave out. So I've been trying to do some rehab exercises on my knee to, to get it back. Um, I pushed myself a little too hard the week before I went and, um, had some strain on my knee, but, you know, wanted to do it anyway. Um, so it was a little bit of a disappointment that I didn't finish, um, <clears throat> especially after going through as much pain as I did, but I was still proud of the fact that I, that I went out and did it and I'll have another opportunity next year. Um, our company does it every year. So, um, something I like to do, it's something that keeps me grounded, um, exercising, um, you know, and, and, and competing and, and, um, makes me feel, um, more confident, um, which, you know, when you've gone through abuse, um, with the narcissist and everything else, there's, there's never a lack of activities to do that are going to be bad for you to, to, to regain some strength and confidence in yourself. Um, yeah. And then I've had, you know, since then I've had a few opportunities, um, 
not opportunities, but moments where there were some emotional um, responses where I was able to maintain control of my emotions. Um, and although I wanted to um, be reactive or um, snippy, um, if you will, I was able to control myself. And I've been feeling really good about that. I think there's probably been, you know, two or three different times where I could have probably made the situation worse um, just from being reactive um, or feeling this sense of guilt and shame that was not intended. Um, but, you know, you get so on edge and so far removed from like, you know, normal people when you just have a regular discussion or um, even like a small little disagreement to just want to be like, no, fuck that. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not putting up with this boundaries, 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 which is good. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, recognizing, you know, whoever you're, you're in an argument with from, you know, them deciphering them from the actual narcissist. Um, and that can be hard to do. That can be really hard to do. Um, especially when you're getting into this new world and, you know, coming into the reality of you are strong, you are confident, um, you can set boundaries and then, you know, finding that balance between like, when is the appropriate time? Um, and, you know, is this person deserving of my wrath, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and, and just kind of acclimating back to, uh, the realities outside of an abusive situation. Um, it's also been on the family front. I have been, um, gearing up towards moving, uh, I believe I told everyone last time that we did sell the house. We sold it for about 30,000 more than what was expected. Um, we had some arguments over finances and taxes and refunds and all that stuff. And, um, now I, I don't remember if I, if I spoke about this, um, on here or not, but you know, the, the refunds were supposed to be split 50, 50 on the stimuluses and we never received the second or third stimulus. I'll make it quick just in case I've already mentioned it. Um, but you know, they, I showed up, um, she also changed the, um, checks or changed the, the direct deposit on the tax refunds to come as a check. So therefore, I then had to sign the back and get her to endorse the back and going back and forth and trying to get her to just meet me at the bank so we can split it. Um, <clears throat> and then she didn't want to because she felt she was entitled to all of it, even though the courts had already decided and it was already understood that it was going to be split 50-50 for the stimulus. Um, and the tax refund <clears throat> was going to be two-thirds, one-third. Um, which the tax refunds were a lot smaller than the stimulus. I don't really care, whatever. Um, the two thirds, one third was because I had a state income tax return the year before 
that I forgot to include her in. And that was going to kind of stomach the blow of, of forgetting. Well, not forgetting. I, I got a big bonus paycheck, the same time frame that I got my state income tax return. I never looked at the actual bank account when it happened. And I didn't even realize that I had received it until months later. I was like, wait, I did get this. And I went back and looked, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got it at the same time as my bonus check. And it was, you know, small enough to, to, to not really recognize. I just thought, Oh sweet. That was, that was a good check. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay her the 50 50 on the state income tax return. So therefore, you know, two thirds, one third split on the, the, income tax return for this year. So that's what we did. Um, so we got the stimulus checks and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so she, she made it come out as a check. So then it's just, you know, from a narcissist perspective, it's just one more way to control a situation, one more way to, um, you know, be inserting themselves into your life. Um, and that's what I felt that she was just inserting herself unnecessarily into my life and forcing us to be in a position where we had to have interaction, um, versus, you know, direct deposit. I just PayPal her over her amount and that's that, um, she wanted to make a big to do of it. When I told her I had the check, she's like asking me, um, and she was like, well, aren't I entitled to the whole thing since you didn't give me your portion of the taxes last year or my portion of the taxes last year? Um, it's like, oh, whoa, hold on there. <clears throat> Slow down there, Turbo. Um, it's just this sense of entitlement. This, this, you know, what do they, what do they say? The um, Just this grandiose sense of entitlement, I believe, is the terminology that's used a lot, um, which which you know, she definitely has, um, you know, basically I, I shorted her like $350 and she thinks she's entitled to, you know, $2,800 of the stimulus because I shorted her 350 last year. Um, no, that's not how that works. So, um, I told her if she had any questions to speak to her lawyer. Um, and then she, said, yes, we can meet at my bank. So she wanted me to switch banks last minute. <clears throat> so I showed up and at pickup. Um, so we picked, I was going to pick the boys up at the bank. We were going to go in, um, split the money, come out. Um, but when I get there, she had both dogs with her. It was just chaos. The kids jump out and she's like, give me the checks. And I'm like, I'm not giving you the checks. You know, I'm going in with you. Why do you have the dogs? It's 90 degrees outside, you know. Um, she brought the dogs. I, I, I am almost positive. There's no reason the dogs should have been there. <clears throat> but then she's like, well, this one's coming with you. And I'm like, what? Now I got to put this dog in this car and I've got to leave my car running so we can go into the bank? Like, this makes no sense. And she's like, you don't have to go into the bank. Just give me the checks. You already you already endorsed the back. Just give me the checks. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving you the checks. I don't trust you. Why? Why? <laughs> You've done nothing to earn my trust you know? So basically she was freaking out and she was saying that I was being financially abusive to her and that I wasn't trusting her and the kids were upset. She, and then she said that I was causing all kinds of chaos in front of the kids. And it's like, no, this, this, you changed this last minute. And it's like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going to, and then I think I said something like, I'll keep the checks as long as I want. I'll let them expire. I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit. You're not taking shit from me. So, you know, then she was saying that I was financially abusing her and all this other stuff and called her lawyer instantly. And then her lawyer called my lawyer. Um, and then my lawyer is contacting me and, um, just a whole mess. And then basically, um, a week later, we tried again and she was like, I'm not doing this again without a third party present. So she got her friend to be a third party at her bank that she wanted to meet at. But luckily the friend she, she had was someone that was logical. Um, and you know, we get into the bank and I, I wrote it out multiple times in the text messages. Like this is going to be split this way. This is how much the re the tax refund is for. This is how much this is for. And I had it all split up. Um, and I was like, I will get the cash back from the banker directly. And, um, and then you can deposit your portion. That's how it's going to go. And we get in there. And um, as soon as we get up there and we start to write on the back, she turns and looks at me and she's like, so how much are you supposed to get? I need to know right now. Where's the proof? Where's the proof? I'm like, no, no, no. I just handed you the checks and you wrote on the back and you're depositing them. No, no, this part's coming out cash. And she was like, well, how much, how do I know this? Where's the, where's the documents? I need the documents. Give me the documentation that this is how it's supposed to be split. Give me the, so once she took the money, then she started attacking. Um, and, and the whole time this was going on, I mean, not only is she bringing her friend to mediate, um, which gives her more power and makes her feel more powerful. Um, I was just shaking. I was just so anxious. And so I, I felt like I was going to throw up and scream and cry all at the same time. I just wanted, I just wanted to get the fuck out. Um, but her friend was like, you guys can talk about this later you know, what is, what's the amount, you know? So I, I, I wrote down, I did the numbers and I said, it's two thirds, one thirds. This is how much this check is for. This is how much the stimulus is for. That's 50, 50. I did the math. So she deposits this much. I take this much cash. And she was like, okay, yep. And she was doing the math too at the same time. She goes, yep, that's right. He's right. And she was like, whatever. <laughs> and, then, and then got my part cash. And then we walked out and she goes, she was like, I still need the documentation. And I did say, to her in a message, I said, once it's deposited and I take my part cash, I will message you to confirm that I took my part cash. And she's like, well, why would you do that? You don't have to do that. And she kept saying that. And I'm like, this is to protect you. This is to protect myself and you. Like, to 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 let you know, like, what what's to say you gave me this cash? Now what? Now I don't say anything. And then I go into court and I say, she never gave me the cash. She must have taken out cash on her own, but she never gave it to me. Like, what's to stop me from doing that? Of course. You know, and her, her friend was like, yeah, no, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Can you write that message now? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was planning on doing. <laughs> so I did. And she was just irritated the whole time. And was just like, I need the documentation. I need to documentate. What, doc what documentation? What fucking documentation have we ever gotten directly from court? I was like, you need to talk to your lawyer. And she was like, well, I need the documentation of the of of uh, the official documentation from courts. And I'm like, and then she's like, yeah, can you go ahead and talk to your lawyer then? Because if your lawyer told you about it, can you go ahead and get the documentation from him? Um, and <clears throat> that's kind of where that ended. And then as soon as I get in the car, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, 
Why the fuck would my lawyer do work for you? My lawyer doesn't work for you. You have a lawyer. Like, and then that just made me even more aggravated because then it was like, you still pulled one over on me. You, like, there's this sense of entitlement. It's like, do work for me. Do work for me. Do work for me. Do work for me. I, de- I deserve it type thing. And it's just, it just, oh, it gets you so triggered, you know? Um, so I just messaged her back quickly and I was like, you know, on second thought, um, my lawyer has the same access to all this stuff and was in court just like your lawyer was. If you have questions or are confused on the financial side of this whole transaction, you need to speak with your lawyer. Um, and so, you know, I don't know what transpired from there, but she never really said anything to me about it again. She never asked for more documentation. I think she was just being, you know, trying to trying to see if she could. A lot of times, you know, I'm sure if you've been in a relationship with a narcissist, you'll you'll know this, but they try to see what they can throw up against the wall and see what'll stick. You know, I mean, they just throw shit against the wall and see which ones are going to stick, which ones are going to catch catch you on what what they can catch you on. They just throw a bunch of accusations at you until you slip up and then the one thing you might have been withholding because they're untrustworthy um then they're like oh you're a liar you're a liar you know like that kind of thing so i just i i just am not playing the games and i just don't want to be involved with her now we have these child tax credits they're going to be rolling in at some point um every month so i'm going to have to do this every month with her um it's just absolutely asinine. So I don't know what's going to happen from here um, with that. But um, yeah, so that's going on. The house was sold. We have it pushed out until September 31st before I have to move out. Um, we're going to have to get the house in order. So I'm going to have to have more communication with her. But at least there's an end in sight. Um so there's there's that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what kind of chaos that's going to unravel with the moving out of, of you know, our stuff and what's going to be argued over or misinterpreted or, you know, I, I have no clue. I have no clue what kind of shit she's going to pull, but I guarantee you she'll pull something. Um, as you all know, that's what narcissists do is they don't make anything easy. And if there's any way they can make something more difficult for you and have, you know, in their mind, a justified reason to twist truth twist and make it seem like they're in the right, they will. Um, so I'm expecting it. Um, one thing I wasn't expecting was, um, an email we had court on Friday and this was a big one because we were, re-evaluating and changing up the um, original agreement from when we first started going to court over a lot of things. Um, Some of it being um, the um, third party, which she's been breaking, like having third parties around the children at each other's homes type thing or going to other people's homes um, unless it's for homeschool events or outings and stuff like that. Um, COVID's been going on for a while. That's why they made it as strict as they did with the guidelines and they were okay with it. Normally they wouldn't, the courts would have been like, no, this is too ridiculous. 
but since we have COVID going on, we both agreed to not having third parties out of anyone, anyone outside of the nuclear family. So nobody outside of me and her with the kids during our times. But she's been breaking that since the beginning. Um, having people over at the house and, and being as bold as to me showing up and having people there, which I've talked about on a, a previous episodes. Um, but with that being as strong as it has been, um, a big reason she doesn't want to change it is she wants to continue doing the third party thing, but she wants to find a way to still eliminate my partner from having access to meeting my children who has been there by my side for the past two years and still has not gained access to meeting my children. Um, and so, you know, last week, there was a part of me because the courts decided last month that, yes, it's time. This needs to be changed. We're going, the, the child's lawyer um, was writing up uh, new guidelines and outlining a new, more permanent plan for visitation um, and changing some of the rules and removing the part about third parties. Um, to be more along the lines of, you know, we'll follow CDC guidelines <clears throat> type thing. So um, that was the plan. And um, it's just, it's just, yeah. So, so the part of me was just kind of like, fuck it. I, the courts have already decided, yeah, you can't keep this in place. You can't keep um, you know, him from seeing his children, like, or from his children from meeting his, his partner. So we're going to go ahead and remove this, but technically we're still under the old agreement. But part of me is just like, fuck it. It's time to introduce my kids to her because we're going to be moving in to her upper in, you know, October, which is really not that far away. It's only at this point, a couple months, less than a couple months now. Still haven't met my kids yet. And in less than two months, we're going to be moving in upstairs from her. So my ex doesn't know this at this point, um, but um, she's going to be finding out soon. She was actually going to find out Friday, um, but we ended up not having a full court session on Friday. Um, so I talked to my kids about meeting my partner Um my youngest son was very standoffish about communicating about it. When I went to talk to him about it, he just kind of shut down and he was just kind of like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. I still tried to open up. I still tried to talk to him about it. Um, and then my older son was a little bit more open to it, but you could tell that he was still a little standoffish. Um, it's just really interesting, you know, for somebody who's allegedly being so supportive all the time for all their needs, but I know that she's speaking negatively about the situation. I know that she's planting seeds um, about my partner in their heads, um, whether it's um, direct or indirect, whether it's in snide remarks, um, rude comments. Um, like just passive aggressive behavior, um, 
to where they aren't really needed for a response. It's just these words that are thrown out there that go into their, to their subconscious and, and, you know, develop these, um, ideas about who my partner is before even meeting my partner. Um, so that's been something that I've been trying to figure out. And then, um, yeah, at one point we messaged each other and I basically told her like, there's nothing you can do to stop me from doing what I want to do during my time with the kids. Essentially, you know, you can't control me. I will not be talking to you about what I do with the kids. If the kids choose to tell you, that's up to them. Um, but I don't want to hear about their feelings because I can talk about their feelings to them directly on the situation. Because quite frankly, I don't trust that whatever you're telling me that they're feeling is accurate in any way. And I feel that it's misleading and misrepresenting um, what is happening while they're with me. Um, and it's doing more damage by putting them in the middle of situations that they don't need to be in the middle of. Um, and I refuse to put my children in the middle of these situations when you have no power to control what I do during my time with my kids. Um, so Wednesday morning rolls around, I get an email that was forwarded from my ex's lawyer to my lawyer to the, um, courts. Um, and it essentially, <laughs> you know what? I could probably just pull it up for you and, and read to you exactly what it said. Um, and Granted, now, now remember we have court on, well, now it's Sunday. So two days ago we were supposed to have court. Um, and, um, the Wednesday that was right before court, um, we get a letter from her lawyer that says, I was advised this morning that Miss so-and-so intends to release me as counsel and I assume hire new counsel to represent her. She did not indicate who her new counsel is, nor have I received a consent to change attorney form. I informed her this must be done and the new attorney must consent on NYCEF prior to Friday's appearance to remove me uh, as attorney of, of record. However, since I was informed that she no longer wishes for me to represent her, I will no longer be appearing or advocating on her behalf. I will sign on if needed on Friday to inform the judge of the same. So she fired her lawyer before the date that was set to be the date that we were going to discuss the um, removing, lifting the veil on the third party agreement, lifting the veil on <laughs> meeting my partner and everything else. She up and fired her lawyer. I can only assume that they talked that morning. Um, she wasn't getting what she wanted. And her lawyer was basically telling her, you're not going to win this. And she fired her lawyer. Because I think, you know, in the mind of a narcissist, they're above the law. And they have the right to control other people. And my partner has done nothing <laughs> that like to her or nothing 
that would deem her unsafe. She's never been arrested. Like, there's no reason necessary in any form to keep her away from my kids. So, I I just, it's just craziness. Um, and so I'm assuming what happened was she had a conversation with her lawyer. Um, and then her lawyer basically got fired because she wasn't telling her what she wanted to hear. Um, so then we got this forwarded where my ex tried contacting the courts directly. Um, and what she said was, uh, please be advised. You cannot have any, oh no, this is, I'm sorry. That was, that was another message. She said, um, good morning. My name is blank, um, index number, uh, blah, blah, blah. I am not comfortable or feeling safe with my current representation. <laughs> I'm not comfortable or feeling safe with my current representation. Pause on reading this. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I know it sounds familiar to my situation. Um, this has been a current constant theme since I moved out of the house. Um, this, this, you know, giving the illusion of not getting consent from her, you know, like we're just, you know, manhandling or being threatening. Like, uh, my lawyer called me when he read this part and he just, he was, he's very robotic. Um, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. He's just very, he's very book smart. I don't think he has a ton of personality and that's fine. I don't need my lawyer to have a lot of personality. Um, but he laughed hysterically when he read this. I've never heard him laugh so hard. He was just like, He's like, what is she trying to say? Feeling safe or not comfortable with her current representation? He was like, what did, did she, did she threaten? Is she, is she trying to insinuate that the lawyer threatened her? Like, he was just like, I don't, I don't understand this. And I'm, and I, you know, and I think my lawyer's having some eye-opening moments in this case with, with toxic personalities because, you know, we got a big one here and, and I've warned him and luckily I have done a lot of research on a lot of this stuff. And so I've warned him like, you know, she's probably going to change the lawyer. She's probably going to do this. She's probably going to do that. And I really didn't. And it's crazy because you, you read this stuff. Lawyers, you know, get fired all the time by narcissists. As soon as they either A, the lawyer catches on to, to the person or B, the person isn't getting what they want. And the lawyer is just telling them the law. And they're like, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And end up firing them. Um, so apparently, I am I would love to be a fly on the wall for her lawyer right now. Because, you know, this whole, I am not comfortable or feeling safe. You know, these, these types of, the, the, this verbiage that she uses is the exact same wording that she uses with me when she's saying, I don't feel comfortable with him doing blah, blah, blah. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe about them being at this place or that place. Or, you know, when she talks to the boys, when she calls them um, and says, are you comfortable? Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Do you, you can call me anytime you need me? Basically insinuating that I am not safe, planting seeds in their head that I am not safe and that they shouldn't feel comfortable. And it's very confusing to them. Uh, this dialogue is damaging and it seems so like peaceful. It's almost like you're trying to be a peacemaker with, you know, to, to an untrained eye. Like it doesn't seem like 
You know, it just seems like somebody who's stern in their convictions and they have boundaries and they don't want their boundaries crossed and they're just putting their foot down, um, you know, by, by her saying that. But if you read between the lines here, I wonder if her lawyer's looking at this going, hmm, because her lawyer got a copy of this email. So she said, I'm, I'm back to the, to the message. I'm not comfortable or feeling safe with my current representation. I have relieved them of their duties. Email of termination in forward. So she forwarded the email for when she terminated her lawyer. And she said, I am requesting to the court date of August 6th to be adjourned while I seek new counsel. Thank you. And then the forwarded message to her lawyer was super short, um, which makes me think that like she got really mad at her lawyer about something, which makes which I can only assume the reason she would get that mad at her lawyer is if her lawyer told her you can't block him from doing what he wants to do because it's, it's been brought up numerous times that she's, you know, I'm never going to meet my kids and she's not going to be part of my life. And, you know, her mom said the same thing. Um, you know, she doesn't deserve to be around the children type shit. I don't think it's that exact wording has been used, but that that's the mentality. Like that's never going to happen. The kids are never going to meet her. Like, so basically they're going to try to ruin my life and try to ruin my relationship because that is the fallout of that is, you know, eventually I can't continue living a double life. I can't continue paying for a place and living in a different place and paying for a place just to have my children at, um, over time. That's just not going to be okay with anyone, no matter how understanding, no matter how caring they are. Like, it makes no sense. Like, it makes no fucking logical sense. Like, who the fuck do you think you are to tell people that they can't live the life they want to live after you've divorced them? Like, what the fuck? Kind of egotistical, like, like, it's just, it's just makes no sense. So grandiose (laughs) sense of entitlement that feels that they can tell people what they want to do. It's just, it's, it's nuts. So... Yeah, so her message to the lawyer was, effective immediately, please continue working on my file. Thank you. That's all it said. And the only time I've been on the receiving end of that when it's been a short, direct message is when she is hot, like super mad, narcissistic injury. And if you have to be engaged with her later on, you're going to get completely abused, probably physically abused. Um, if she was in a relationship with her lawyer, she would have gotten something thrown at her head. Um, whatever it was that was said or done between them, she was not happy because she was very short and direct and brief. And I know she was giving an earful to whoever was listening on the receiving end of whatever phone call she made after speaking to her lawyer. Um, that's just how she is. So, um, after she emailed the courts, the court said, uh, please be advised you cannot have any ex parte communication with the court, which if you don't know what that means, it's, it's you know, one-on-one communication, which could sway the decision of the court in one way or the other if you're directly communicating with the court. So, you know, she, she can't directly communicate with the court. So um, because of that, that's why I got access to the email that she sent to the court was because she forwarded it to my lawyer. The, the courts forwarded the messages from my ex to my lawyer and to her now ex-lawyer. So now her ex-lawyer knows that she doesn't feel safe or comfortable 
being, you know, with her representation, which I'm sure my, you know, her ex lawyer is now looking at that going, motherfucker, was I just, was I just duped? <laughs> like, that's the same language. That's the same dialogue she's been saying about her ex the whole time, you know? Um, and now she's on the receiving end of it. And I wonder if she's, you know, or maybe she recognized it beforehand and that's why things went the way they did. Maybe she caught on. Um, yeah. So by a copy of this email, I'm sending you the attorneys, including referee who is scheduled to conference on the matter on August 6th. I have attached an adjournment request form. You must have consent from opposing counsel and attorney for the children with three proposed dates that everyone is available. You may fax it to blah, 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 or email it. So basically, um, she never did that. I told my lawyer when I saw this email, she's not going to send in any adjournment request form. I guarantee you, um, <laughs> whether she's seeking other counsel or not, she's not going to do it. And part of that was selecting three more dates within the next two weeks for a new court date to be set um, that I would have to agree to as well for any of those three dates uh, within the next two weeks. She didn't do that. So they still had court on Friday morning, but it was basically her lawyer coming on and saying, hey, I'm not going to be representing this person anymore. Um, we're going to have to adjourn and reschedule a new date. So the referee or the judge or whoever was on that day um, rescheduled the date for August 31st, which kind of sucks. It's three weeks out. I'm sure she delayed and didn't do the adjournment request form on purpose so that she could even buy herself more time because it did work out to buy her an extra week for her laziness. So she was kind of rewarded for, for her laziness on that. So... Um, yeah, so that's, that's that part. Um, yeah. And so she fired her lawyer. And so now we're still waiting to get some kind of answers on, um, where the child's attorney is on rewriting and setting up the new agreement. Um, which will not be presented to her or us until she has a lawyer, which is basically um, delaying the process even more from my children meeting my partner, um, which sucks. Um, I was able to talk to my older son this week more about meeting her. I had a really good conversation heart to heart with him about it. Um, he seemed a lot more open to it than he has in the past, which made me feel good. Um, and I asked him to keep that conversation between the two of us. And I, I basically said, unfortunately, I wish that I could um, feel confident saying that you can share this information with your mother. At this point, I want to keep you out of the middle of it. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we are not able to have one-on-one heart-to-heart -on -one conversations um, when there's three parties involved, um, you know, whatever you tell me in private, if you're venting, if you're upset, you've done that before about things that have happened between you and your mom, I've kept it between you and I. I haven't gone back to your mom to tell her what you're feeling. That's not my job. Whatever happens over there, unfortunately, is, is you can come to me with. If it's something serious um, and dangerous for you, I, I can, you know do my best but if it's if it's something that you're feeling a certain way about emotionally I will try to talk you through it and that conversation will between stay between you and I 
and you can have my trust on that. And <clears throat> I can I have your trust that the conversations about our life, what we choose to do, what I choose to do, where I choose to, to bring you guys or take you guys or who I choose to bring you guys around, this conversation, can that just stay between us? And he said, yeah. And I mean, I haven't heard anything from her about it, so I'm assuming it's staying between us, which is which is great. Um, so there's that. Um, my partner messaged me and said, have you looked at her page? And I said, whose? And she goes, your ex's lawyer that she just fired. Have you have you just Googled her name or researched her at all? Um, I said, no. Um, I looked it up. Um, really interesting. She was on the school board committee and trying to, um, you know, she ran for an office for the Buffalo City School District at one point. She opened up her own um, private law practice that was all women-based, all women ran. It's basically for battered women or abusive or women in abusive situations um, with a hyper focus in narcissistic abuse. And I was like, what? So now she's defending this narcissist that is refusing to let their kids be homeschooled or like let their kids go to school. And this woman like is, works very closely with children and school districts and all this stuff. And I'm sure she's an advocate for the school districts and the school system. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure she's an advocate for people that have lost their voice due to narcissistic abuse. Um, and she's defending this lawyer or the, this, this narcissist. I'm, and I don't think she even realized what the heck was going on. I thought she was, I think she thought she was dealing with a confident, strong woman. Um, and part of me, because of my perspective, I can't help but feel this way. So I apologize if this offends anybody. I'm not trying to. Um, I know I've said it numerous times that narcissism is not a gender thing. And I think that maybe um maybe that was maybe that was part of it you know she gave the benefit of the doubt to this woman who was basically filling her head with all sorts of truth twists about situations from when she abused me and then she flipped the script and said that I was abusing her and that I'm so manipulative and I'm wondering you know I feel like with somebody who is very vigilant and hyper-focused on narcissism I feel like eventually she might have started to catch on with the little things and the little lies and the little twists that that my ex was doing i wonder if the lawyer started to catch on to to what was really happening there um but i mean yeah when you promote something that's my only knock on her um is that you know maybe she it's probably better that i didn't see that she was a lawyer that was you know really focused on narcissistic abuse and has like all these things and women run business and all that stuff you know it's probably better that I didn't know any of that stuff until later um, but now that I know it does make a lot of sense why she's not representing her anymore I don't know where it came down to if she said she didn't want to or um, at least made some kind of threat like hey if you can't get this together then I can't be representing you and then she messaged her and said you're relieved of your duties basically 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that I wish I could speak to her lawyer now. I really do. Like there's a part of me that wants to reach out to her so bad. I know I can't, I'm not going to, but man, I wish I could maybe in like five years from now, I'll just send her a message about my podcast or something and she can come <laughs> feel free to come listen to it. Uh, um, yeah, once it's all said and done, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of me is, is kind of feeling really validated that she fired her lawyer because everything you read when you start getting into splitting is that, that narcissists tend to fire their lawyers and hire new ones and fire and hire and fire and hire because they can't get what they want. And they're going to find somebody that's going to do what they want. Um, or at least try, you at least have to try. And if these people are like, no, that's not going to work. They're not taking the advice of their lawyers and their lawyers are saying that's not going to work. You know, they at least want them to try. Um, you know, so, so part of me feels really validated that she did drop her lawyer. Part of me feels frustrated that it came when it did because we're kind of working under a time crunch as to moving into the house and everything else. So who knows where it's all going to land. I do know I wish I could talk to her ex-lawyer. Um, but I mean, now knowing that she works with narcissistic abuse, um, you know, victims, um, survivors, if you will, um, it does, it does kind of, uh, throw a different light on everything. Um, I just really wish that, you know, it would be seen, I think was my one knock that I was going to say was, I, 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 I wish that it would be seen as, as, you know, it's not just females that it can be abused, you know, males can be abused too. Um, when females are abused, um, a lot of times, especially if it's a physical abuse on top of the psychological and everything else, it's, it's very obvious. Um, but it's also extremely scary if the man is physically abusive, especially because, uh, you know, uh, if, if they are stronger, if they are larger men, um, they can be very aggressive, very overpowering. And I think that that visual image of abusive and the man overpowering the woman is, fucking terrifying. You know, I've watched videos online of, of, you know, different people I follow on Instagram and people have like posted the videos of, of their abuser after, like, you know, well after they left the relationship and stuff like that. And in, I have to turn them off. I can't watch them. I usually I skip over them, but I, I, you know, sometimes I feel like, no, I need to know this. I need to know what it's like from a woman's perspective. Um, so I am very in tune with that. Um, and I feel for, anyone who's a survivor in any form. I mean, you know, the physical scars heal, but the emotional scars, you know, um, are the ones that stick with you, you know, and, and, and it fucking sucks. And it just sucks that this woman who's so intelligent and has this law firm, this woman ran business, but she focuses on narcissistic men. And I think that maybe she was so hyper-focused on the narcissistic men that she stayed in this, you know, um, defending this, this person that was a narcissist until she finally kind of revealed herself over time. I don't know how she hasn't revealed herself up to this point. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I guess the first lawyer fired, I don't think she's really going to find a better one. I mean, if this woman was everything she was, I don't know how she's going to find a better lawyer than that. Um, 
I mean, she probably just outed herself and then she flipped the script and fired her before she could, um, you know, quit working for my ex. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm still talking about this for a really long time. Um, there's just a lot of, a lot of emotion behind it. Um, and like I said, part of it's stressful and part of it's extremely like almost like self validating, like, and you, you know, you, you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, you expect it, but it seems like things just go normally and all of a sudden, boom, they're fired. And it's like, whoa, what? It just always comes out of left field. These narcissists always have a way to pull some strings and throw you off your game, like at the drop of a hat and just like, boom, here's another bomb. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Like this just, it's just so sporadic. There's no pattern to it. And the, the no pattern is the pattern. I get that. But I mean, it starts to make you feel crazy. I mean, luckily I've done enough research and I know what's going on and I, I can pinpoint it down to exactly what, you know, the disagreement was about to her getting fired um, or firing her lawyer. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I am right now. Um, I really want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I, I do apologize for it being so, so long in between. Um, Hey, I mean, if there's anyone out there who has any knowledge, um, experience, expertise, education, um, even if you are a child of a narcissistic parent, Um, you have a different perspective from your, you know, life on these types of people and you want to give insight to the podcast or you want to come on as a special guest and we can discuss, um, you know, your experiences in your, in your life, um, dealing with these types of toxic individuals, I, I would more than welcome you on. Um, just send me an email. My email is in the podcast, um, bio. Uh, so other than that, I really appreciate it. Appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for, um, supporting me. Um, and I will talk to you guys hopefully a lot sooner than, than it was the last time. (laughs) Oh man. Alrighty. Thank you guys. Have a good day.